bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Before I get up, let me hit my talking text. Well, let's keep it 100. Why we just can't embrace the parents single or two parents. Okay, I'm not dissing single parents. You're, you're missing the point. But you can't put one in front of the other. Let's have them both. But you can't just you know, start twisting and saying like happy, happy father's day to single mothers. That's insulting to men. That's insulting to every good father that does their job and comes through for their kids, whether they're single or married. So for you to say a woman can be a father is insulting to me. That's why I say that. 833-212-1017. Different strokes for different folks. That's what's got us in trouble right now. Stop it. Ridiculous. Dr. Ken, there may not be new creatism. So before the break, we were talking about millennials and we were talking about um, what they've invented. We're talking about mothers and fathers and families and why the world is the way it is. And so... Talking text line says, Dr. Ken, there may not be any new creatism coming from this recent generation to be they're too physical and emotionally weak. I wouldn't call them physically and emotionally weak because some of those things are what I'm, I'm just countering what, what you're saying. I, I, I feel you. Um, that just that just counters the hardness of my generation and of Generation X, it, they, they've become more compassionate, I think. COVID and liberals have thwarted these Gen Zers, rugged news. I, I wouldn't go that far. I don't know if I'll take that. 
we're lucky we're not a sanctuary city like Chicago and Philadelphia. Well, personally, I think we're a silent sanctuary city. I think we just let people come here and be here and live here. I've known for years that there have been people from Central America, South America, and Mexico in Milwaukee in droves, and we've never done anything about it. So I'm just saying. Prediction, it won't get better in Milwaukee until 2025. No. I think, um, how can I agree yet disagree with you? I think something's going to happen. And if you have any thoughts on this, 833-212-1017. I think what's going to happen is there's going to be something that's going to happen that's going to change the way the city thinks about how they police and how they do things. I think, I think things are going to get so out of hand because of some of the idiocy that the city has to do in order to appease people in Washington who don't know their head from a hole in the wall, but they think they're doing great things to stop the police from harassing minorities when all they're doing is tying it up so that everybody's unsafe. But that's just me. Let me hit my last one. Uh, let me read it first. Talking text line says, Dr. Ken, changing my terrible life around was a very easy fix after believing in what Pastor Kevin on the Tory Lowe show preaches. I simply had to stop making bad choices. But here's the thing. You got to know what those choices are and whether or not they're good or bad. Right. And you only know that after you make it. So if you can recognize what's right and what's good and what's righteous, then that might work. Uh, This person goes on to say, and became a righteous person. When that happened, all the terrible things in my life and the surrounding areas started to become better. I no longer cared what other people were doing, and I didn't group myself together with them. I simply changed myself first, and everything else fell in place. First of all, congratulations, Wesley. Second of all, you should put that into a book. Because those are the types of things, those are the stories that we need to hear. <clears throat> Not everybody came from bad. Like, like me growing up on welfare and father being an alcoholic was unfortunate, but it wasn't bad. Like I didn't grow up in, in, in so poor that I didn't have clothes or had to sell stuff in order to eat. I'd never lived like that. My mother was on welfare and she got off and went back to work. So we, we, I, I never lived like that. I, you know, didn't go to prison. Sisters didn't go to prison. Is that a bad thing? Depends. But in the end, is there life after everything that goes bad? Yes. And, and, there are significantly more things that can happen to you in life that can cause you to really go through and you don't have to go to prison. You don't have to be single or like whatever your dilemma is. It can be bad by itself. Like you don't, you don't need drama to come in. Life will take care of it for you. Believe me. 833-212-1017 is a number. So in the 5 o'clock hour, I said we were going to talk about how Milwaukee can take control of the city. How do we take back this city? I want to hear from you because I give a lot of my ideas and I give a lot of things. And so I moved here 
And now I'm here, 29 years ensconced into this city, raised kids in this city, raised the family in this city, married in this city, sent my kids to school in this city. Now, granted, I'm going to be truthfully honest and authentic. My kids never went to public school until they got to college. But they went to private school because I, I did what? Couldn't afford it, but I struggled and worked extra jobs and made it and made sure they graduated. So we did that. And it happened. And so that's why I say if we can do it, you can do it. But then together, how do we make Milwaukee How do we take back this city? We are at a precipice that I've never seen in a city. I look back at Chicago and I think to myself, oh, my goodness, what happened? What were some of the policies that they allowed to happen in Milwaukee that are now starting to drift to Milwaukee? Did I say Milwaukee, Milwaukee twice? Things that happen in Chicago that are now drifting to Milwaukee. Like what's 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 happening in our community that we're allowing all this stuff to happen? I don't understand. 833-212-1017. What is happening in Milwaukee that people seem to not care? And I mean, they don't. I understand at times not caring about your neighbor. Because you got to take care of you. But people aren't even taking care of themselves. People aren't even taking care of themselves. Because somewhere in their brain, they think somebody else is going to come in and save them. Somewhere they think the Biden administration is supposed to create all this stuff and spend all this money and save them. And they've never done it ever in our lives. Why would we expect it now? They've never come through. There's always a reason why we as black people always have to wait. We as black people always have to wait our turn. We as black people have to always suck it up and be tough and take it. 833-212-1017 is the number. Sandra, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? I am fine. How are you today? Good. Good. Yeah, I'm running around in circles. <laughs> I got a new doggy. Hey, congratulations! Yeah. What's yeah. what's what, what's She's the name? Baby. What's what's her name? Actually, her name is Princess. Princess. All right. Hey, Princess. Uh-huh. Hey, Princess. Yeah. And she's rather she's so frisky. I tell you, maybe uh, some of them need a frisky dog, and they can get the job done. Uh oh. Uh, up there in the office because I tell you they put you to work. That's probably what we need to be—a little frisky dog and get at them. Because um, you know something, I'm just trying to figure out. Now this city is so much, so much up, especially the uh, north side, and such a mess that it's going to take money, and we're going to have to figure out how to get the money since they say we can get some tax dollars back, but not 
you know, say a lot of the tax dollars that we spend goes to the outside of the city, not necessarily a lot coming back into, you know, the central city. Here. Well, hang on, hang and, on. Let uh, me let, let me change that for a second, because I hear that from a lot of people and people in uh-huh. outlying counties always scream and complain that their tax dollars come to Milwaukee and people in Milwaukee mm-hmm. talk about their tax dollars go to the suburbs. But at some point, taxes aren't the problem. People are. Mm-hmm. Well, then why we can't get our money? If we can uh, raise money and funds for, um, we can raise money for cancers and all this walk that we do, I think we could raise money for the city, and I believe people would be willing to contribute. But I pay, you know, tax, but I, but I pay taxes to the city. That money doesn't leave it's the city. It, it, okay, why is money always the answer? To fix everything. Because that's what it takes to fix up these houses. Because you got some boarded up houses. Are boarded up, houses, are boarded up houses going to fix the city? Are, are boarded up houses going to sure. fix how people... Sure. Now, let, me, let me ask a question. Are ahead, boarded up houses going to fix how people act? I think it would give them some, some momentum. Because right now you look at it, these people drop paper down here and <laughs> they say, well... Oh, well, the city look a trash bin, so we're going to help it look a trash bin. I think it would help because um, we got to, if we want to fix the city, we got to get it going. But why do we, we can't ha- just I'm look sorry. at the, go, go ahead. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I, I just the people, I'm just saying the people that that live within this part of the city that's being dumped on because I think this is all by design anyhow because every central city is the same way. Correct. Every central city that's where black people live uh-huh. is the same way. So something happened right then and there that created this uh, mess. So why would we use money? We, uh, so why would we use money? And why would we use things that can be changed? Why wouldn't we look to the behavior and the attitudes and the education of people in those communities? Yeah. Well, once upon a time, we had it. So they start gunning out the city. They we who? had all of that. They they who? Uh, we were the well, ones that lived people there. People in power. I put but it no, that way. The no, government no. or whatever. Yeah. If you didn't take care of your house, pay your bills, and keep yourself on the tax roll, then you lost your house. In in many instances, yeah, but so the city got the house. Hang on, but in many instances. It was unfortunate. People lost their jobs. Bad things happened. Things out of their control. Mm-hmm. But what about the people whose control it was in? And they let it go. That's that's very um, few people. I, I still, this is still done through the government because I remember, like I told you, I remember good when they started shipping these jobs out, saying people wanted too much money, and they started shipping them to foreign countries. And at one time, we fought. I remember they had a big picket over there in uh, Seattle, and at one time they were tearing up foreign cars. So we fought, but we just didn't win the battle. I I didn't go out there, you know, doing that stuff. But you had people that was on the ground trying to fight for survival, and now it's like uh, everything to moved out. So now you got to take a different a different turn. Okay. But now they start closing the schools. You see. Okay. Everything is boarded up. So why did they close the schools? Because there weren't enough students, because there weren't enough people. Well, then, if it's not enough people, you can do something with the building. They built another building downtown but for they the won't, bucks. But they won't 
Well, they they helped spend it, but that was that was a lot of different things that went into the Bucks arena. Well, yeah. But but part of the issue is that MPS won't sell it because they're afraid of a choice school or a charter school coming in and buying a building and using it. So really many of the things we have to blame are governmental. So that's what I'm saying. And well, that's just, what got us into this mess. But now you're saying the government needs to come in and save us. And I'm like, mm. well, it's a governmental strategy, but they're not going to save the inner city. They well, then we need somebody to, to pounce on it. Then we, we need, need to, that lower class. Well, you got to pounce on somebody. That's why every day in the news you see black people do this, black people do that, and we're the criminals all the time. So you're going to need a lower, uh, a lower down below to pick at. It's not right. I see what they're doing, and, and, and there's a lot going into it because it happened so long. This has been long going. It didn't just start. But and uh, how do we stop people from doing things like the talking text line? How do we stop people from throwing trash out of their cars? How do we stop people from throwing whole dinners, bottles, everything out of their car while they're driving, using the street as a trash can? Mm-hmm. Those are things well, that start at home. Yeah. No, those are things that start at home. Then when they get stopped by the police, now that we've had a lawsuit, now the police can't do their job by being proactive because we say that the police stop black people and they violate civil rights. Yes, they well, may they do that. Signs up. Some yeah. well, sometimes they, they do. Saying, yeah. But the most yeah, part, many saying, of them help don't. Keep the city clean. So, so then, help keep the city clean and but and that stuff doesn't. Like that's, that. Listen, but that starts in the home. Well, it do, but you got people like, like I said, where I am, they're drunks and everything. They throw. I, yeah, I drunk people everywhere. It. Drunk people on the south side too. <laughs> But I, I'm telling you, we got liquor stores and, and all right. this stuff around here. And so that's because we let them. That's because we let them open. Nobody went no, to the we city council that. when they went to go get their license. Nobody went downtown and said, "Don't put another." You can't approach them. Well, I mean, still, I mean, the guy got a business. I'm not trying to shut him down. Yeah, but if, but if they're causing that much trouble, people. okay, Sandra, you can't complain about somebody being in your neighborhood and then not do anything to get them out your yes, neighborhood. Yes, I can. I can't no, complain. You can't. And, 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 no, yes, you can't. I can't go down there and knock, knock down their own city hall or wherever I have to lock. It's you know, too late the by door. then. They already got I the license. Complain. But they already got the license. No, well, they send me stuff every year. If I'm not satisfied, I can go go down. They always send me some. I'm the one that helps them keep them, keep his license because mm. I can go there every every day if I want to. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you much, ma'am. I appreciate you as always. Okay. You're, uh, you're, I appreciate uh, talking to you too. Your uh, um, experience in Milwaukee is is one to definitely be taken seriously. Thank you for that. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
first things first, I pop freaks all the honeys, dummies, playboy. Bucks. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Talk to text line says, if black people didn't do stuff, what would be on the news? All the white people doing stuff. Like, I don't, like, I don't know what that. <laughs> hey, Al, you need to fix your phone, dude, because we can't receive, you can't receive messages from us. So I'm not reading anything you write anymore. You need to fix your phone, dude. You've opted out. You got to opt back in, player. I'm just saying. Dun, 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 dun. Wayne says, you know what I'm saying? Dr. Ken, Wayne said fixing the north side can be done block by block. However, in order to do so, we would have to take third world or control zone mentality to do so. What I mean is that using concrete barriers to limit access in and out of certain areas, mobile police stations, digital surveillance, and rebuild housing for affordable living. What does that mean? Because that right there, affordable housing, what does that mean? Because that sounds like a buzzword to me. And I, I just... I always question that. What what does that mean? We, hey, it's going to be affordable housing. Well, what does that mean? Is that like black housing? Like, why is that always used in, like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Suburbanites hear affordable housing. They think black people, as if black people are the only people who need affordable housing. And that's just odd to me. Rebuild houses for affordable living. This is a millions. This is a millions of dollars effort, not billions, like in Ukraine. That's true. That's true. And that's a hard one to argue. But if you just take care of your house, take care of your lawn, cut grass. Keep your house repaired. I dare say at least half of these issues, they just wouldn't happen. And we would not have issues. But then again, I mean, we don't do simple stuff. Like, you had a... What? I was just going to say, but that makes a lot of sense, though. Like, and I've heard you preach before about... You know, everybody take care of their own before you take care of somebody else's. And you understand if somebody right. isn't taking care of your neighbor because you're taking care of your own. But right now, it feels like ain't nobody even taking care of themselves. Correct. Correct. How, in, in the simplest of, of simplicities, what happens when you go outside and mow your lawn mm -hmm. within a couple hours, maybe a day? Mm hmm. What do you see one of your other neighbors doing? Mowing their lawn. Mowing their lawn. Right. It's in that care. It's like this, like, it, 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 it sparks this, I don't even know, like, this thought of, like, oh, they're doing it. Oh, I got to do it, too. Correct. Well, if they're taking care of Correct. theirs, well, I got to take care of mine. Well, Correct. I can't be out here looking crazy. But, and I get that we should do it for ourselves, but what's this perception that, like, it's not a competition, but, like, you got to see the people nearest you doing it first, almost. Mm -hmm. Why? Why not be the one doing it first? Why do you wait until either you get yelled at by your wife or you see the neighbor out <laughs> mowing the lawn? That sounds personal. To, ain't, I ain't yelling at nobody. <laughs> but is she yelling at you? Okay, I'm done. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. No, she not. You know that. I know. But it's, it's, I just think it's funny that you got to wait for this inspiration from from 
the rest of the neighborhood before you're like, oh, yeah, me too. Because people don't like to be alone. People don't like to be out there. And, and I'm used to it, being out on the bridge by myself, being out in the field by myself. So it's, it's fine. I'm comfortable there. I think what happens is in order for you to be authentic, somebody might not like you. Know, somebody may not like what you say. Know, somebody may not like what you do. And, and many times people are shunned when they step up and say, hey, emperor has no clothes. The fact that most people don't even know what that's from is a problem all by itself. There are just some simple things in life we need to know, some simple things in life. I mean, it can come down to just taking care of yourself. I mean, sometimes you got to ask yourself, really? Well, like, when's the last time you went to the dentist? The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Am I the guy with no listeners, right? I was a, no? Okay. All right. I was just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. I'm just, yeah. Kind of in the middle, but, you know, a little libertarian there, but, you know, okay. You're right. I don't know who I am. I'm having a, uh, who am I again? I don't know who I am. I'm lost. Let me quit playing. 833-212-1017 is the number. Yeah, it, it's, um, I think Milwaukee will turn around. I have faith that the city will turn around. I think it'll go through a bad spell in a little bit. Might have to roll up out of here. See ya. Don't let the door hit you in the back. In the corner. But, um, yeah. Sometimes sometime you just got to roll. Sometimes you just got to move. Speaking of moving, 1017 The Truth is moving. We're moving to the avenue right in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Follow our progress. You've been doing that all summer long as we embark on a journey to our new home. The avenue is vibrant and exciting, and you'll be able to come by and watch us live. That's going to be weird watching people watching you do your show. 1017 The Truth's Move to the Avenue is sponsored by Coakley Brothers and Brothers Interiors, the official moving and furniture provider of GKB Milwaukee. I'm excited. I have no idea when we're moving, but we'll just move and then we'll get there and We'll just tell you. Not, nothing will change. You'll hear the same ridiculousness from DZ and Mel in the morning. You'll hear Sherwin screaming and complaining about Carrie and then Carrie, you know, hitting him upside the head with a with a with a popsicle stick or something. And then, you know, Tori'll be like upsetting everybody in the whole city and then helping everybody in the whole city, because you know, that's what he does. And then I'll back clean up and come in and Ask questions and do the intellectual thing. Because, you know, I'm not a football player. so Or basketball. I love baseball, though. I love 
I'm a baseball fanatic, like really weird. I don't. I'm not trying to keep up with the scores and batting score. All nope. I'm not trying to do all that. I just like to watch the game, just to sit there, relax, and actually watch the game. LT said the only criminal activity that's being hidden that I know of is human trafficking that goes on at the three hotels. <laughs> it's bad. All three should be torn down. Wow. Um, have you told the police about that? Have you, like, picked up the phone and hit them up and said, hey, these are some things that are going on in that? So, you know, you could do that. Spike Lee said, Dr. Ken, I didn't mean to upset you about the idiot on the other station. Just thought I would let you know he had words about you. Oh, I heard that. I listened to it, and it was, who cares what he thinks? Like, I mean... Okay. What makes you think I was upset? I wasn't upset at all. Why would I be upset? Thank you. Push a few listeners over here. Okay. I'm not upset by it, but thanks. I appreciate it, Spike. (laughs) Thought it was kind of funny, but, you know, I just make snide remarks about it because I'm just, you know, not that arrogant or that boisterous in that level in that way to, you know, brag because everybody has what what's what's the old saying? Every dog has his day. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's day comes. So never wish ill will on anybody, never speak of anyone in a derogatory way or or bash them. You just kinda go, okay. That's that's wonderful. That's cute. Move on. 833-212-1017. So before the break, Sandra was talking about um, changing things and fixing things. So Sandra, being an elder in the community, has lived here all her life and has worked here, retired here. Do you think she has the perspective um because I, I know that she has lived through those decades and has seen all the change and all the things people have said, probably got a few skeletons that she know where people buried and is able to say, yes, this worked. No, that didn't work. But we've got a new set of people in. And so what can we take from what Sandra said and apply it? So she talked about making sure that the buildings are cleaned up making sure the property is sold and that there's somebody viable. And so if there is, we already know that if you can keep the right people in a building, that'll take care of it. It'll go up and in the property value will go up. People care about where they live, care about their community. But what do you do with the people that don't? You can't just throw them out. You can't just get rid of them. What do we do? How do we make our neighborhoods clean? I think the only way we can do it is each individual takes care of their own. That means that the people that aren't taking care of it will be a glaring light on what's not right. And then those are the instances where people looking at you sideways might cause you to do the right thing. And if it doesn't, again, you'll have to go to the city council. You'll have to go to 
the mayor's office and demand something is done. And if they don't do anything, vote them out of office. You know, run against them and make them spend some money. And they'll think twice before they don't listen to a constituent. But I will say, at least give them time. How long has Mayor Johnson been in office? What was that? It was that less than a year? Okay. When was that? April? Okay. So we're still waiting. Still waiting for things to happen. But some things have to change in the city. And I'm afraid that the only way it changes is the way it changed in Chicago when the National Guard rolled through. And that's something I never want to see again. That was something that was burned into my soul, burned into my memory when I saw the National Guard rolling down the street the day Martin Luther King was killed. That is something you never want to see in your life. You'd never want to see a city get to the point where there's a curfew, a five o'clock curfew. You got to be inside and the National Guard is ordered to shoot to kill if you're out after curfew. You have police policing a city. You want the National Guard? who are trained as military policing a city at the rate we're going? I don't know, but at the rate we're going, it just might happen. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Looking at some black news today, things that are happening in the black community throughout this good and great country called America. Chicago jazz legend Ramsey Lewis is dead at the age of 87. And so while death is inevitable, It's a part of life. That truth doesn't make it any easier to say goodbye to people. So far in 2022, um, 2022, wow. We've said bye to some notable people. Ramsey Lewis passed away. He he was 87 years old. Um, One of the greatest jazz masters in the world. I mean, nobody like him. Nobody like him. Phenomenal guy. Phenomenal guy. There's a woman um, who is in Colorado, Wanda James. She's the founder and CEO of Simply Pure Dispensary. And so she is one of the first blacks to actually opened up a dispensary with her husband and um, survive in the cannabis industry. 
I believe she's in Colorado, and she was able to come in. And in Denver, there are only three black-owned dispensaries, one of which is hers. And she, she says she went through some drama to get it uh, and to make it work and to get through and to be named in 2016 um, one of the 50 most important women in the cannabis industry. And so we, we talk about it, but there's so many other things. I, I, think, I think we need to have an expert come in and really, really have a candid conversation about the pluses and the minuses and things that are going to be needed to I, – I just find it odd that people are so upset about cannabis, but they drink. And the only reason they drink is because, well, it's legal. Well, it's only legal because it used to be outlawed and they figured in order to make money, we need to legalize it. And then the cost went down in the taxes data. Like one of the issues in the cannabis industry is that states think they can make all this money and they can't because the only people that can afford it are people that are middle class, upper middle class and on. And then you don't know what you're getting. Because there's no regulation, so you have to take it upon the person that's selling it to do their due diligence and have their scientists and all the folks there to make sure you don't get sick or get something bad, right? So the flip side to that is the federal government can just come in and regulate it, send it to the Food and Drug Administration and create, and then level off the cost. And literally, just like the tobacco industry, the... um, Illegal tobacco industry, you know, not having that tax stamp, they went away. Same thing with marijuana. I don't drink like other people, but other people choose to drink. It's legal. I don't smoke weed, but if other people, and it's legal, eh. I mean, you fought. This this is weird to me. We fight about things we shouldn't fight about. And then when things are low-hanging fruit to make sure that you literally wipe out an entire criminal enterprise in the entire United States of America, eh, we let it roll. (laughs) I find that interesting. That is until you talk about edibles, and then everybody gets on the same page. I just find that interesting. Like, what? What is that? Oh, chocolate! Like, really? So what you're telling me is that you'll pretend like it's not weed. You don't like it if you smoke it, but if you put it in an edible, yeah, well, okay. All right, alrighty. Yep, <laughs> that's bizarre. Yeah. Talking text tonight, they say, smoke a joint, it'll change your life. Yeah, if I want to move slow, act slow, think slow, walk slow, be slow, sure, I'll smoke a joint. Really? Meh. I don't get it, but I don't have to. I watch other people get it. (laughs) Can't say that on the air, but... um. Yeah, I think it's great. It's been fun hanging out with you guys today. Um, But I got to go back to something um, DZ said earlier in the program. And I think, DZ, I have to to call you out the same way the uh, public service announcements do on, on the radio and say, 
I, I think I think you have a bias. And later, dude, I think uh, you have a bias. A bias about what? I think you have baby bias. Oh, guaranteed. My baby's better than everybody else's baby. Okay, yeah. I thought you have baby bias. 100%. You know, we got weight bias and all kind of other biases that are, you know, kind of ridiculous. My baby will beat anybody's baby up. <laughs> baby can baby walk. He don't need to walk to throw them <laughs> hands. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Now y'all see what he's working with. Notice I didn't say it the other way around. See what I'm working with, because that's a little disrespectful. You see who he's working with, right? He's working with the old man. He's working with the elder who, whose kids are, I don't know, 25 years older than me. <laughs> huh? You said older than me? No, no, not older oh, than you. Oh, not older than I don't even know how old you are, but anyway. Um, it it it. It, I don't know. Older than baby boy. Oh yeah, one is. Yeah, ba- baby bias. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody thinks. DZ has baby bias. He think his baby is the baddest baby in the world. And every father should think that. Every single father should look at their baby. And I've seen some ugly babies, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, how do you how do you tell somebody their baby is ugly? First of all, is there any such thing as an ugly baby? Honestly, yep. Okay, I'm trying to be nice and trying to change it and twist it so you can say, no, all babies are cute, they're cuddly, and they're no. We ain't talking about a cat. We're talking about a baby. You ever seen an ugly cat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I've seen an ugly dog before. I've never really seen an ugly cat. Are, are you a cat or dog person? I'm, I'm an animal person. Okay. We got both. But those, those like, naked mole rat cats, those Siamese naked hypoallergenic cats, yeah, those <laughs> ugly. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. See, I forgot about those because I put them out of my mind. I don't even know what to call them. Hey, these are co- – I don't want to know. Cause I don't care. Those cats with no fur, all pink and looking all nasty, gross. You know what I think is ridiculous when people drive down the street with their with their dog or sitting on their lap driving. I'm like, how stupid are you? Did you call people stupid? Well, I don't know. If you get into a car accident, the last thing you're gonna see is the backside of your dog. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking there's something wrong with that. That's just me. But then again, I'm just an elder. Now, Dr. Ken, you know why ugly babies exist. Why do ugly babies exist? I don't know why ugly babies exist. I I just, I don't think I've ever seen an ugly baby. Now, I had a friend of mine who was ugly, but I've never, I've never seen an ugly baby. Ever. Babies are cute and cuddly like kittens. (laughs) I am not going to tell y'all what deep... Anyway, you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. We're live from the American Family Assurance Studio at Radio City. This show has just officially gone down the drain. (laughs) 
Tori Love shows up next. Make sure you hang around. I'm going to hit it again at midnight and at 5 a.m. And then you got the great number one show in the morning in the state of Wisconsin. So says Wisconsin Broadcasters Association, MK in the morning with Mel and DZ. Make sure you check them out. Otherwise, I will see you in 22. God bless. Take care.